Welcome to my neighborhood. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a stream about my old neighborhood. Hello, 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 my friends. Hello. Welcome, everybody. My name is Alex, and welcome to another Chatterbox stream. Welcome to another stream about New York. So Williamsburg, Brooklyn, my old stomping ground. I lived there for 10 years and I loved living there. I think I lived there at a magical time just before gentrification very, very quickly made it extremely popular and way too expensive, way too expensive. Have you heard of Williamsburg? Have you heard of Williamsburg, Brooklyn? Have you heard of it? I'm so curious. Maybe you've even been there. Maybe you've heard of it. I wonder, because when I moved to New York more than 20 years ago, I had hadn't heard of it. It was not mentioned anywhere. It wasn't in tour guides. You know, I got to know it through friends. And back then there were two or three cafes, a few bars, but a lot of great art spaces and boy has that changed i mean whew. now i think you open a tour guide and it's the first new york city neighborhood that is mentioned it's kind of crazy it went from being not spoken about at all to whoa this is the only thing they speak about crazy and i am so excited that most of you have not heard of it because then this is going to be all new and all exciting some of you are saying sounds familiar and a few of you very few know it so i'm so excited you will probably find out some new things those of you who already know it and everybody else can go on a journey with me shall we find out a little bit about it Let's go. Well, listen very closely also because there will be a quiz at the end of the stream. And before we jump right into a quick history, hello to everybody in the chat. As always, you are extremely busy in the chat. It's hard to even keep up with you. It's lovely to see you all. We have Oh, who do we have? Oh my God, so many people. Odelgado was the first one to say hi, hello. Then we have Mariam, hello. And Jenny, hello. Safra, hello. We have Chuko, hello. Parze Zavan, hello. You're ready, I'm ready. Yes, we're all ready. Claire's back for more. Wonderful to see you. And Mahmoud, and Jorge, and Her and Vierli, and Claudia. Uh, so many people. Let's start. So a quick history of Williamsburg. During the early 19th century, some of the biggest industrial firms in the United States started here, such as Pfizer Pharmaceuticals. You also see a picture here of the Domino Sugar Factory. So there was along the waterfront, there were factories and breweries and docks and shipyards, refineries and mills, so many of them. And at one point during this period, right, in the early 19th century, Williamsburg contained 10% of the wealth of the entire United States. So it was really wealthy. There was a lot of factories, a lot of manufacturing going on. It was very important. And then 
1855, the city of Williamsburg became a part of Brooklyn. Before that, it was independent. And then another 43 years, fast forward, 43 years to 1898, Brooklyn became part of New York City. And after the Williamsburg Bridge was opened in 1903, a lot of people settled here. The majority being second generation Americans and immigrants that came from the Lower East Side, because that's where the bridge ended in, in Manhattan, right? So the bridge came from the Lower East Side all the way to Williamsburg. Williamsburg then became the most densely populated area in New York City, which in itself was the most densely populated city in America. So it was crowded. It was crowded. One of my favorite books actually talks about exactly that period of time in Williamsburg. It's called A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. And the main character in the novel is a young girl who grows up in the tenements of Williamsburg exactly during this time. And she actually lives on Lorimer Street in the book. That's the street I lived on for 10 years. It was always really exciting to read that book and just know everything about the streets and places she's talking about. It was really incredible, but of course, when I lived there, there were no more tenement buildings. It wasn't as crowded. And then fast forward to the 1960s, right? Fast forward to the 1960s, coinciding with the decline of heavy industry. So all that manufacturing, all those docks and factories, Williamsburg saw an increase like the decline of heavy industry, but it saw an increase in unemployment and the area became chiefly known for its crime, gang activity, and illegal drug use. And those who were able to move, they did. Everybody who could leave, left, leaving many abandoned spaces behind, many abandoned spaces. It was not a safe neighborhood. So in the 1970s then, artists were the first to actively move back to Williamsburg. This continued through the 1980s and the 1990s. The community was very small at first, but by 1996, Williamsburg had accumulated an artist population of about 3,000 people. What drew them there? Low rents? large spaces and very convenient transportation because it's very close to Manhattan. So that's why they settled in the area, right? They settled there because the rents were cheap, the spaces were large, and it was still very easy and quick to get to Manhattan. And that's exactly what drew me to Williamsburg from Manhattan in the early aughts, in the early aughts. <laughs> Here you got me <laughs> in the early odds when I moved to Williamsburg at the tail end of this movement, right? Right before gentrification changed the neighborhood completely. Like rents were still low and great apartments easy to find. And I'm on the waterfront here, one of my favorite places 
that I spent a lot, a lot of time, but you can see the Empire State Building right, be, right to the right of my head. You can see how close it is to Manhattan. You're just over the river, just over the river. Ah, before I go on, let me just make sure I am not missing anything. Oh, Mahmoud, I moved from Brooklyn a year and a half ago, a year and a half ago. I lived in Brooklyn for a total of 15 years, but I, and I lived in Manhattan for five years, so I lived there for a long time, but I've been, I left Brooklyn a year and a half ago at the end of 2020, at the end of 20. And Juan, I'm glad your workday is over. I probably mispronounced your name, but thank you for asking. My day has been really great. And I'm so excited to share with you all this information about my favorite place that I ever lived in, in, in New York. So let me tell you a few reasons why I loved living there at the time, right? Besides having my own space that was not possible in Manhattan, it was very, very, very expensive. There were also no tall houses. Everything was short houses. I loved the waterfront. It was very spacious and untouched. You can see it here again, and that's me to the right. Um, you can see it was just grass. Now there's really tall buildings there, but it was very open and free. And it really did feel like a small town a lot of the time, even though the city of Manhattan, because you can see it on the other side of the river, right? You can see the Empire State Building. The city was so close but it felt like a small, small town. It felt so, like such a small town. And we often didn't even leave the neighborhood. If we didn't have to, we just stayed. If we didn't have to work, if we didn't have to go to the city, we didn't have to go to Manhattan, we just stayed. And it was really like small town feeling. And I spent a lot of time on the waterfront. And even though it had that really small town feeling, right? It had so much diversity. From the Yiddish-speaking Hasidim in the south, connecting to the Puerto Rican and Dominican neighborhoods, all the way to the Polish and Italian enclaves in the north, not to even mention East Williamsburg with its large Italian-American, African-American, and Hispanic populations. It felt great to be living in a, one place with so many different cultures and still have that feeling of small town where you said hi to people on the street. It was really, really lovely. And another reason why I really loved it is I performed in quite a few independent theater productions during my time there because the arts were everywhere. And it was pure joy to perform in strange places with great people. This is one of the shows I did. I'm holding a hat, like that's me holding a hat. It's in the basement of a church. It was a crazy show. And we did this for a few weeks and it was lovely. It was very, very improvised and I was singing and dancing. I mean, it was all, all kind of crazy. And then here I'm in a show called The Lady in the Mirror because there were art spaces on every street and little cafes that were putting on shows. All of these spaces don't exist anymore, but it was a true... Yeah, it was just a pure joy to be part of something. It was, it felt, everything felt kind of possible. It was really lovely. And of course, I also have to mention convenient transportation. 
it was one stop on the L train to Manhattan's East, East Village. It was so quick. You were in Manhattan so fast because I worked in Manhattan all the time. So it was so fast to get to work. Oh, so convenient. Unfortunately, so convenient because in the last 10 years, Bedford Avenue and its subway station that you see here as the first stop in the neighborhood on the L train have, have become synonymous with gentrification and its new wave of residence, the hipster wave, the hipster wave. Ooh. So I've mentioned this word a few times in the stream already. I wonder, do you know what gentrification means? Gentrification, you hear it in the US all the time. You hear it in Berlin. You hear it in a lot of places, especially in a lot of big cities. I'm curious to know if you know what it means. Type your answers in the lesson plan, like in the lesson. Click on it, you can send it right there. I'm so curious. It's not an easy word, but and I think a lot of us kind of have heard it, know what it is, maybe they do. I'm just curious to hear while I am making sure that I'm not missing anything in the chat. Oh, Marianne, yes, Brooklyn makes you think of hip hop music. That's very true. There's a lot of hip hop that comes out of Brooklyn. Absolutely. Oh, and then here you were asking settled. What does settled mean when some, somebody settles? when you move somewhere or when you go somewhere and you stay, you stay. Like a lot of immigrants came to America and settled in New York City, settled. When you settle, you choose a place where you're gonna stay, but you're coming from somewhere else to settle. And, oh, I'm glad somebody told Arij, 11 what we're talking about thank you my friends that's really lovely really lovely wonderful okay so let's see oh i love it so there's so many great ideas that came in a lot of people in a specific space it's called a, we're talking spatially the bourgeoisie that's a good hint good hint um somebody's saying a difference between generation the generation gap some of you are saying, I don't know, and that's absolutely fine. It, it, there is a, a lot of truth to it. When somebody was saying when black people or people of color separated from white people, it's a little bit different, but there's a good hint here. A lot of people, many people melting pot, moving to other places, um, reconstruction, rents became high. There you go to make a place available to attract people to settle. Exactly. So we are having so many good clues here, so many good, good clues, right? But it is a very, it's like a concept. It's, a, it's quite a large concept. It's, it's a gentrification. I'm going to say this slow because it happens too much right now in the world. It's a process in which a poor area, as of a city, right, experiences an influx so you have an area that's quite poor, an influx of middle class or wealthy people who renovate, rebuild homes and businesses, and often results in an increase in property values, right? The values go up and the displacement of earlier, usually poorer residents. 
And when this happens really fast, as it did in Williamsburg, whew, you are displacing a lot of people because it happened within about 10 years. It's crazy. So gentrification, you're making an area more, yeah, more attractive to wealthy people, which means that the people that have been living there for a long time, paying their normal rent, all of a sudden, well, not get kicked out, but they get displaced in a way. They get forced to move because they can't pay the higher rents. It's really, really sad. And gentrification, so why, why is it so crazy in Williamsburg? Because it has happened really in the last 10 years. So the gentrification of the area experienced a dramatic shift of scale. Like when New York City rezoned the waterfront in 2005, so they rezoned it 17 years ago, and then the waterfront neighborhoods, once characterized by manufacturing and other light industry interspersed with smaller residential buildings, were rezoned, rezoned primarily for residential use. So they rezoned it. It means all of a sudden, where before that you could only build like five or six stories tall, all of a sudden you could build houses like you see in this picture. That's my old waterfront. <laughs> the waterfront is no longer what it was. It is so sad. So there, so many new residents came in and apartment towers were built and the price of land was, has since skyrocketed. So it changed in 2005 and they started building and for about 10 years, it has just, oh, everything looks different. Houses are gone, places are gone. It is, uh, it's a lot, but my memories of that time before are very much alive, very much alive. Ah, so much talking. Alex, stop talking, stop talking. Quiz time, my friends. Quiz time, quiz time, quiz time. How much did you understand? How much do you remember? It is quiz time, one of my favorite times, and I talked so much. Ooh, thank you for going on this ride with me letting me talk about my old neighborhood. Oh, so. <sighs> ah, Lothar Ralph is asking, so how much do you have to pay for your rent in percentage from your income? So normally it's said like the best thing is 25% of your income, right? But in Williamsburg, I would say you probably have to pay 60% of your income for rent, if not, 65%. It's crazy. An apartment is two and a half thousand, three thousand, four thousand dollars. I mean, it's insane. It's crazy. The space that I had for a long time is probably at least double. So I would say, yeah, people pay at least 50 to 60% of their income for rent to live there. It's, it's crazy. Very crazy. But no, Mahmoud, not everything in Brooklyn is expensive. Just that area, that neighborhood of Williamsburg has had such a dramatic shift that it went from very affordable to nearly not at all affordable anymore in a matter of a decade. So it's, or 15 years, let's say 15 years, it's just like crazy. And I've never witnessed gentrification this fast. Normally it's like kind of like this, but in Williamsburg it did this. I hope that makes sense. I hope that makes sense. 
So when did artists start moving to Williamsburg? You, oh my God. Natalie in the chat is absolutely right because all the answers I've given you are wrong and I apologize because it is, it was the 1970s. I can't believe it, but I made a big mistake with the first one. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you very much. In the 1960s, people left Williamsburg. I really apologize. I'm so sorry. But since it's live, I can't change it right now. Ah, crazy. Well, let's hope I wasn't as crazy with the next questions. So for many decades, Williamsburg was a place full of, what was it a place of? Full of uniformity, opposites, or diversity? Hmm, which of these is correct? Which of these is correct? Yeah, here, exactly, you weren't sure as well because all the options I gave you were just bananas, they weren't right. So sorry, so sorry, oh my God. Well done everybody though. Of course, for many decades, Williamsburg was a place full of diversity, exactly, full of diversity. And it was really lovely to experience so many cultures and languages. It was really, really, really great. Then Williamsburg often felt like, what did it feel like when I lived there? How did I describe it? How did I describe it? Oh, oh and oh, people are also asking me if I would prefer to stay in Brooklyn. Not at the moment. I'm very happy to be in Berlin, very happy. It's, um, I had, to, I work a lot here as well, but I had to work so much in America <laughs> to pay for everything. And um, I'm re really glad to be in Europe where everything is a little bit slower, a little bit more low key. Oh, yes, I'm very happy to be here. I'm not gonna say I never will go back because I might very well, but right now this is where I wanna be for sure. And yes, good listening skills because Williamsburg often felt like a small town when I lived there, exactly like a small town. Oh, the changes that have happened in Williamsburg are a prime example of, we talked a bunch about this, I know you're gonna get this one, you will never forget this word, you will never forget this word. And oh, Jorge Rurales, you're asking uh, whether Berlin is cheaper than New York? Yes, it is. It is also very much in an increase here, it is changing. It is not changing as rapidly as it was in Williamsburg because Williamsburg just had the space to do these rezonings and to put a lot of really big buildings really quickly. Berlin doesn't have that capacity, but prices are going up. But it is definitely much, much cheaper than Brooklyn or New York, much cheaper, definitely. And yes, of course, the changes that have happened in Williamsburg are a prime example of gentrification gentrification a word you will never forget again and then i said this really briefly so this is like a little bit of a oh maybe you've heard this word but those who started to gentrify williamsburg they're often called something they're referred to under the term what are they called what are they called you might have heard the term before 
But yeah, if you say this word in Brooklyn or in New York, everybody knows who you're talking about, which is kind of funny. It's, I, I think it's swapped all over the world, this word, but in New York and Brooklyn, it very much, very much describes those who gentrified Williamsburg, very much so. And a lot of you are getting this, a lot of you are getting this, Whew. hipsters. The term hipster, they're all hipsters. <laughs> Crazy how that word has just spread across the world. Oh, Paula, you're asking if it's cheaper than San Francisco. I think everything is cheaper than San Francisco. San Francisco is really expensive. San Francisco is very expensive. I think San Francisco is more expensive than New York. Yeah, I think Brooklyn will be cheaper than San Francisco, definitely. I have one more question for you. One last question. Oh, I know, Ethan Jay, I do need some water. I should have brought some water in here. I've done a few streams today and I've been speaking a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I will have a big tall glass of water. But so what, last question, what was not a reason why I moved to Williamsburg? What was not a reason? I moved for many, many, many reasons. I left Manhattan for so many reasons. What was not a reason why I moved? Not a reason. Why did I not move? <laughs> like what was not a reason that I moved? I know these, these questions can always be very, very tricky with the not in it, but there's one thing that I would, if that was happening in Williamsburg, I wouldn't have moved there, right? I know you're getting this. I know you're getting this. Oh, and Korosh, you're asking, which one is better? That's always such a hard question, right? If Williamsburg, if that neighborhood that I lived in for 10 years, if that hadn't changed, if it still would be the same and you could still, you know, have an affordable apartment and this art scene, I don't think I would have left, but I left because it was not affordable anymore and you couldn't live there and people were being kicked out of their houses basically. But um, so it's hard to compare. It's really hard to compare. And I'm older now too, you know, so it also depends. So many factors. Well done, everybody. Well done. Most of you got it. So the high rent was not a reason why I moved to Williamsburg because the rent was low in Williamsburg, right? Why did I move? The art scene, the low rent, the waterfront, the spacious apartments, and convenient transportation to Manhattan. Those were all reasons why I, in the early aughts, made the way from Manhattan over to Williamsburg and really, really enjoyed my time there for a whole decade. A whole decade. Oh, my friends, my friends. Oh, I love how Joyce Wong, you were saying, I seem so rich, that's very sweet. Oh, I've worked, <laughs> I've worked a lot in my life. No, I had to pay. I, I, I paid for everything myself. No, hard work, lots of work. I like working actually. So yeah, but um, you know, you can make it work if you, I don't know if you, I guess I made it work because I was there at the right time. Now I wouldn't be able to make it work. I would need some rich, rich people in my life to pay for it. Well, my friends, have the best 
day, best rest of your day. I'm gonna say goodbye. I'm gonna have a big glass of water. Thank you so much for joining me in this stream about my old neighborhood. I can't wait to see you again. I'm gonna say goodbye from New York. <laughs> no, it's goodbye from, Ber goodbye from Berlin. Talking about New York. Goodbye from Berlin. Bye, bye, bye.